Welcome back to Everything from Top to Bottom with Thomas and Brett. We are back for our 10th episode. This is 10? Number 10. Whoa. It's very exciting. We've made it. I think so. I think we're done. Double digits here. <laughs> um, so as we start, my how my week is going, um, I took a couple days off from work and really enjoyed myself. That's so nice that you can just take a couple of days off of work to like clean and relax. Well, it is nice because I do have unlimited vacation, which everybody says is not good because you never take your time off. You're always stressed. And you take it off. Well, not not that much. I feel like you take like random days off like frequently. Well, I get no holidays really. I get like five holidays a year. You took all of Christmas week off. Okay, but most people do. Right. Who work in corporate America. Okay. For the most part. Sure. And then, okay, what else? I, you, I, yeah, I took Christmas break off. You think I'm taking off like weeks at a time? No, I just think that you do take some days off. Okay, but I didn't get President's Day. You had President's Day off. Okay. I, I don't get Columbus Day. You had MLK Day. You didn't have MLK Day? No. Which is wrong. Yeah, for sure that is wrong. But I could have. Like, I just didn't... I forget sometimes with holidays and unlimited time vacation is that, like, I plan it, but then those holidays come up and I think, like, oh, I'd probably have it off, and then I don't have it off. So... And then you're screwed. And then, um... And then what are you going to do? But I did have a nice time. I've, I've been deep cleaning, early spring cleaning. That's important. Um, because where I live, I've just gathered so much crap... Just crap. Yeah. Like, I have stuff from college. I have stuff from old jobs. No, I know. And I was like... You have a room and a half uh, filled with shit. It really feels... And it's hard because, like, I just have, like, stuff that, like, I just can't get rid of. Like, I have electrical cords. No, I know. And you have it, like, hard because you do have a house. Like, my yeah. thing is that in my apartment, I only have so much space for all this extra shit. For sure. You have a whole house where you can just store Spray. shit. I know. But there's also... Closets. <laughs> rooms. Hideaways. Garages. Oh, it's so easy to do, though. I know. It's so easy, but it's not good. And so... And plus, I have, like... I mean, I am fortunate to live in a house, so I have, like, just, like storage of things like paper towels and food and cans and like uh, laundry stuff and yeah but that's also what like spring is for it's like this time to like clean it out get ready for summer like new beginnings yeah. new starts i'm really trying so i so i started in one back area of the house and i'm slowly like moving my way around it because i obviously can't get it all done in three days so i'm gonna go room by room i'm gonna get rid of clothes the fact that you can't get it done in three days is it really that big of a mess it, like that crazy i have to hoarders anonymous I i'm mean, sorry i have to admit it but um back to you how has your week been it's been good um i feel like every time i get asked that question i'm always like yeah it's fine because you know it's work i've got working out i've been you know cooking like wow there's not really like your life is just so entertaining it is so boring i mean like i'm just but i am constantly doing things um i like toured some apartments this week um but i mean also going on with this week I feel like we've been hit with so much news, so much crazy stuff is happening in our world this week that has been, like, shocking and traumatizing and really intense. I agree. Um, yeah, so I guess if anyone doesn't know, currently, right now, there are uh, um, at least 100 bills in... Is it really 100? I mean, if you go onto ACLU.com, yeah. they have a whole map 
of states and all the different bills mm. and each state has like a, I want I like I might be misinterpreting the numbers I want to say it's 104 bills okay. that are like currently being targeted towards the LGBTQ community yes. and attacking yes this community in particular the drag and trans community for sure um and the trans community has always been like extremely vulnerable and now though like the the attacking of like drag too it's like this crazy thing where people are misunderstanding and misinterpreting and are confused and don't understand obviously yeah and it's scary it it really troubles me and i think it's really i think it's hit me differently because one the biggest news I think has come out of Tennessee because right. they actually did pass it. They it passed the house, and then it was signed into law. Um, and my company is based in Tennessee. Totally. So, and so if anyone doesn't know this bill, it is that like you cannot do female impersonation mm-hmm. or other type or of male. adult cabaret. Right. Yeah. Sorry, gender like um, expression. Like, yes. Um, the opposite gender. You can't like do that. You can't wear like female clothing when you're going out it is there's like fines and jail time correct um all this is starting supposed to be july 1st okay i want to say like the bill permanently goes into effect yeah and it doesn't mean that drag is outlawed but it does mean that like you can't have you're not encouraged (laughs) yeah you're definitely not encouraged and you can't have it in public space so like queens you know all of a sudden what happens to pride events well, yeah, that's like, what I've heard. Can um, queens march in the streets? No, no. And like, can queens walk home safely, like after their performance or something, like at a night? And have they ever really? No, I mean probably you know? not ever. But like, even More, worse now. Yeah. Like now, it's not even just like thinking you might get beat up. Now you're like full back to like being arrested. One thing I have heard is that, so, right, you can pass laws, right? Totally. There could be laws in the books. The challenge is that now it's up to. The judicial branch right now to enforce those laws totally um so what i've heard from people is that like in nashville and memphis are fairly liberal cities comparatively and um the district attorneys there aren't encouraging to prosecute, prosecute the cases that doesn't still mean that there's the threat and everything it is is you know that goes along with it but if you live anywhere outside of those metropolitan areas in tennessee which people do I would be really concerned. Right, but even not necessarily, like, prosecuting it, but, like, the fact that, like, it's a thing to begin with, and, like, even if they didn't get prosecuted, the fact that they have to, like, have a whole citation written up, like, have to go to the court, like, do all, like, it's so crazy. And the fact that there are higher-ups being able to make laws and spread lies like this is insane i agree agree. um and extremely scary but it's why we are doing this episode today yes i both of us think this is an extremely important topic um neither of us are drag queens but no um and but we're filled with drama but i mean we're also filled with love and like yeah can't can't not i i can't just sit back and like not do anything stand up and sometimes yeah i mean i just feel like posting infographics necessarily isn't always like the the easiest thing to do sometimes it's all you can do yeah but we have this podcast now we have 10 episodes like or this is our 10th episode i just feel like if there's something we can do 
spread the word, spread the message, spread support. Yeah. I mean, I've been trying because I know, you know, we had talked about this podcast coming up when I was trying to find resources and like things out there to apply support. It was a hard. It's really hard. It, you know, like you type in, you know, drag queen support and like what comes up is like donation of clothes for people who want to do drag. Yeah. Which, or it's like local. Um, it's like I, when I did it, it was articles of like famous drag queens telling you how to support local drag queens. Yeah. But like from two years ago or something like that. Yeah. It wasn't like a, this is how you can support them right now during this exact political climate. It was stuff of like, yeah, you should support your local queens, which obviously. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's hard because it's like. I was talking to somebody about it, like, well, what is there to support? Like, I obviously can provide financial support. I can provide, you know, volunteer time. I can, you know, petition people in politics. Sign whatever you can, call who you can, but like... But it feels like that is the extent, you know, like, bar half of trying to make yourself go down to Tennessee and dress up in drag and chain yourself to a fence, like... No, exactly. Like what? that was, it was, I, it, it felt to me t- this exact same way where I was like, am I about to hop on a flight and like go put on a wig? Like I'm so enraged and I have no idea what to do. And so it, m- my thought and me thinking this whole week, I was like, the best thing I feel like I can do is to record a video, record this podcast and like hopefully let one person listen to this. Right. Like, you know what I mean? Like it's the same reason we started the pod. Like if one person's mind changes or one person can feel a little bit more comfortable, like hopefully we're doing something. And luckily, unluckily, we live in a world where everything is social media and posting and everything like that. And we can spread We can spread easily. You know, we can totally not. (laughs) Let's be careful with that. Let's be careful with that. We don't want... Uh, what did I tell you about the new thing that's going around? Shigurney? RGB. Oh, there's always something new. The flu? No. What? It's that one... Whatever. Disease? Yeah. I'll, I'll show you about it later. Um, but I know you have stuff prepared to give us a little bit of history. Yeah. Well, so, I mean, I guess we can, like, outline the podcast a little bit for our listeners. Yes. Outline for me, too, because you know sure. my, my brain is just... Yeah. So, I want to start with a little bit of, like, what drag means to me you're like can talk and then I want to be able to kind of give a history of drag because I think the history of drag is one interesting and two important to understand in this big context of things okay because it's one thing to be like oh like drag queens are entertainment like this sucks that they are being discriminated against it's another thing to really understand where this art form comes from what it is and like how it has impacted people's lives and I think that changes the game for people um because i'm coming from a perspective of when i was a kid yeah drag queens were like super gay it was like embarrassing almost cringy in a way like that was the like gayest of the gay and yeah. you it was almost a little seedy and they were like i growing up in this heteronormative world and in the south and stuff like that i, I have seen drag queens like at in that light before so I didn't even know they existed until college. Exactly. <laughs> to be quite honest, I didn't even know that was a thing. And so I want to talk about like my first time really experiencing drag. And that was um, in 2019. It was summer. Um, I am in college. And at this point in my life, I had recognized that I had internalized homophobia. 
I was recognizing that Whoop, there it is. part of me was gay and there was this weird thing that like I wasn't allowing myself to fully accept myself, accept who I was. I was still under all these like pretenses from middle school and high school of thinking I had to be a certain way, act a certain way. I used to think that I had to be like the straight gay. Like I was the gay that was in the straight group of friends and oh. I was that like token cool, like that was my thing. Okay. But you know, coming into 2019, I started to realize, like, I started wanting to look up, like, gay films and stuff like that. Because I was like, I want to understand where I am, who I am coming from. Like, who's my community? Like, why am I so ashamed almost of this? And I remember I was in Spain. I was with a friend. We were, like, so tired. I sat down on a bed. She was like, you want to watch Drag Race? And I was like, um, like, it was one of the things, like, I remember always saying, like, I'm not going to do that. Mm. And... She turns it on. It's season six. Adore Delano comes on the screen. I can remember it so easily. These queens start coming into the workroom on RuPaul's Drag Race. And it was the first time in my entire life that I saw a group of gay men being unapologetically them. Together, forming bonds with something that was tying them together. The overwhelming sense of oh like oh these people they're they're talking like me like mm -hmm. they have a little bit of that like high-pitched voice <laughs> they're like making jokes and like the timing the comedic timing is like similar to mine like this i'm like and in a way like i feel like i've almost found my people like mm. i was like i found the gays yeah and the whole like the show allowed me to talk to other gay men like it allowed me this art form really to me feels like it is what brought me out of this internalized homophobic very scared childhood sure into my adult life as a gay man the the art form of drag helped me not even participating in it simply seeing it mm -hmm. literally just looking at it made me feel more accepted, made me feel better about myself, made me feel like I could survive in this world. It made me stronger. I owe so much to the art form of exaggerated gender expression. You know, maybe I should tune in Drag Race because <laughs> something did it to you. It, I, 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 it's like crazy because like, I know the Drag Race fans are toxic. I know that the community can get really intense. I know that like, all we do when we watch Drag Race is then start to judge an art form, which is really not what you're supposed to do. Mm. But there is something so beautiful about the community that it has brought together. The fact that like every Thursday we get to go to the club and see some queen perform. Drag is an art. Yes. When is when was your first drag experience? When I went with you to go to see Monet Exchange. Oh my God! Really? Yeah. Aww. That um, was so fun. It I was remember. a lot of fun. I oh mean, my god, that was the time when wig powder. No, I know that's why. That's yes. That, that was a crazy. And time. that was my experience. And that was what Thomas had asked me. You have to bring your favorite drag experience and share with me. And I was going to say with Gia to switches. <gasps> oh my god, really? <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry, I just brought that up. Tell the story. <laughs> no, I. So we went. Well, I guess I don't know how in depth I really should go, but um, I was. This was my first time not only going to a drag show mm -hmm. not only going to a gay club i was mortifyingly terrified for some reason 
I was like, I have to do this because I have an opportunity to go. To go to, one, a drag show on your own for the first time can be a little intimidating. Totally. Two, going to the club alone is not something I'd advise if you don't know anybody. Um, And so I was like, if I'm going to go, I have to go with Thomas and with this group of people. And I remember it. It's literally in my mind clear as day, even though it probably was like two years ago at this point. But it was like completely raining outside. You had an event at work. I like right. met up with these guys that were going to take us. We went to dinner first. It's coming back to me. Yep. And then after dinner, I like came back to go pick you up. Well, actually, I dropped them off at the club, I think. And then I went to pick you up because you had just gotten back from your event. And then we decided to go. And I was still mortifyingly terrified. I thought I was going to have a mental breakdown. I like warned you in the car like... I might cry the whole night. I just remember it was pouring out rain. Um, and so finally we get there and we go in and I honestly still have the videos from that night. And I also have my pre and post video of me crying. Oh, well, we'll post it on Instagram. <laughs> no, no, I don't. That's not. No, I remember I posted that on Instagram before and people messaged me like, this isn't coming across as you being okay. <laughs> no, for sure. Um, and I remember one, no shade to Monet, no shade Monet. Um, you didn't really perform well, but it was because because Gita Switches mm-hmm. <laughs> um, came on with some baby powder, um, and she did a wig d- reveal. Reveal. So reveal. she had like a wig under a wig under a wig, but under the top wig was baby powder, which creates a slippery environment. So when floor. she when she took off the first wig, she like whipped her head around, and so it was this big cloud of smoke. And then right. she was like, it was a full reveal. Yes, but she wasn't the last act. Baby powder went everywhere on the stage. Yes. All of a sudden, it made it slippery from Monet Exchange to perform. Yes. And the show can, like, go which, on which as well. Which is why I say no shade to Monet. It was very warranted to be um, hesitant. I just did wish I saw more out of her. But I think that was the first time. And I was also dead sober at the club, too. I did not drink. That's probably why I remember it. I was sitting there just kind of holding on for a dear life a little bit. But that was my first exposure. And I think that it, like lessen the blow a little bit of being exposed to it because I had built up so much anxiety around it. Right. Um, partially because the people that dress up in drag, right, it is a, a costume in a sense, right? It is putting on a personality. It's putting on a show. It's dressing up, right? My mind also equates that to, like, Disneyland characters who, like, put on, like, a Mickey head. Sure. Um because I think sometimes, and I people would agree, that you can kind of transform yourself into a different personality, and it gives you kind of an allegiance to act out in a way, just as like characters um, can like you know they can bop you, they can no hundred percent. I mean, it's like why it's literally like part of me is thinking like okay, so all of these Republicans are like banning this and so afraid of this. However, when their three year old grandchild yeah. is having a birthday party and she wants Cinderella and Prince Eric to come, well, and a man shows up with a full layer of foundation on, dressed up. How is that like any different? In the, like in this prince costume, yes. how is that any different? It's an exaggerated form of gender expression. Like yes. he is being this exaggerated character almost. And it's like, how are you going to ban that? How is that bad? How is that harmful for anyone? It did terrify me a little bit. Totally. I think a little bit of childhood trauma and like, you know, not that trauma, but, you know, trauma um, where I'm like, I don't, I don't want to be around that. Um, and I'm sure it's also intermixed with like, the internalized homophobia of it too, but right. 
I think for myself, the the reasoning I gave it was that like this scares me because I don't know what they'll do. Right. So okay. Yeah. I mean, I think that's the whole point of anything is that it scares people because they don't understand it or know. No, for sure. So. I kind of want to talk about like the history of drag. Well, dive into it. And let people kind of understand this from a little bit of a different perspective. So drag in itself started in a way as a heterosexual form of entertainment. Period. So drag comes from back in the day, like Shakespeare time, but not even Shakespeare's time, like Greek. Mm. Women were not allowed on stage. It was considered indecent. You're right. Women didn't have rights. So any women in a musical or a play or a piece of art had to be portrayed by a man yes dressed in drag and back in shakespeare's day this is where like allegedly it comes from but the dresses that the men would wear would drag on the stage that's where like the term drag came from well, look at us and so learning things yeah back in shakespeare's day like any women like lady Macbeth, that was played by a man yes. on stage yes in character and that was the humans that were watching it the audience we're allowed to laugh at it or enjoy it or just take it for that. It wasn't any type of like sexual thing or like anything other than acting an exaggerated gender like performance and um, sexist behavior. And so, oh, for sure. And so <laughs> it is basically this way up until vaudeville. Do you know what vaudeville is? Educate me. So in the early 1890s, like, or the late 1890s, early 1900s, mm-hmm. vaudeville is basically Broadway before Broadway. So before okay. there were like musicals and Broadway musicals, before that was really even an art form, there was vaudeville, which were variety shows. They were like, you could kind of have your own show. You could um, be part of like a group of things. And it was just like, a it was an act. Like you, there would be ventriloquist and there'd be dancers and a singer. And then there would be like a magician or something like that. It was okay. vaudeville. And... Julian Elton, an extremely famous vaudeville actor, at his peak, 1910, say, Mm -hmm. he was the highest paid actor in the world. This boy, from the age of 10 until he died, dressed up in drag, and that was his act. That's what he did. He performed in vaudeville, in drag. He performed in silent movies, in drag. He was an incredible performer. I read tons of reviews from magazines of the time saying he is as great a performer as anyone. Okay. He was extremely sought after. What I'm trying, and by showing this, like, this was thought of differently. Drag was thought of totally differently back in the day. It was genuinely an art form. It was people dressing up and just performing. And people didn't take it as this like horrible thing that was gonna like groom. I hate like people using that word with drag queens makes me so mad. It wasn't until like the depression hits, the 30s, and then the war hits and mm-hmm. all this stuff that, I mean, during the depression and everything, all of arts and culture starts to slip away a little bit. Mm-hmm. People don't have money. And then the war hits, post war, it's the 50s. Mm-hmm. It's the hardest time to be like gay in America. Well, That's like post war yeah. values. Everyone is back to that traditional family thing. But the, the people that can't hide mm-hmm. are transgender people. People that, like, can't not dress up to feel who they are. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. And so that leads you into, like, the 60s when, you know, all of a sudden Stonewall happens in 1969. June 28th, I believe, 1969. Yeah. Marsha P. Johnson, Sylvia Rivera. These are drag queen transgender women that led the way 
started the path are the ones that were so the this group of people was they couldn't hide they couldn't just be the white gay men that like hid in the office and mm -hmm. could try to just like put on a suit and be straight for the day and then go home right they were on the front lines they were creating these organizations they were marching our whole rights everything we have because by the way being gay there were sodomy laws in America yeah. until 2003. Oh, 20 yeah. years ago, being gay was illegal. I've... Not just illegal to get married. Mm -hmm. It was illegal to yes. have anal or oral sex. Oh, oh, boy. And so... You know I like that. But you know what I mean? Like, these people are the ones that fought for us. Mm -hmm. And so the fact that they're the ones being targeted now, and it is so hard to help or do anything about it, is crazy to me. And the fact that, like, this art form started out and it's been around for so long that n now in 2023 you want to start making laws because you think your kids are like being groomed it's like so disgusting and horrendous and just shows that like people are dumb well i you know what i don't know about dumb i think it is a very calculated move on their end because i think a problem that many conservative minded people or you know, anti-LGBT people, they are grasping right now to figure out what they can attack. Right. And they are looking for weak points in the system that are easy layups. Right. Right. If you have a base that is already having an antithesis, you know, emotional reaction to how LGBT people live, how transgender people live, how drag queens live, if you have such a revolting perception of how these people live it is very easy to rally people around the idea of just being like well we're not going to acknowledge this existence right and that drive drums up support in a in their base and shows it as a win even if it is not providing a financial benefit because they can't do that even if it's not providing a social commandeering benefit like at the end of the day there is something that has tapped into them that they want fixed right. in a society. And it's an easy layup to say, guess what? We're not going to allow this to happen. We're going to protect. And I think in the back of many of their heads, it's a win. And it's what they think is progressing society forward. When right. in actuality, it's hurting them. I mean, drag, right. drag. And that's what I was trying to say is that yeah. like, this has been a societal thing forever. The fact that you're trying to ban it and shove people back into the closet like it's like abortion like if you ban abortion that's not going away people are still gonna do it mm -hmm. and eventually it's gonna be a whole new thing where people are gonna come out and fight even harder i mean like you hope well it's gonna happen there's no way that this community is gonna go down without a fight are you kidding me i will fly to Tennessee. i will march in the streets in a dress I think it's, it's, I don't know, it's just hard, I mean, now we're really going down a little bit of a rabbit hole, but don't you remember all of, like, the pink pussy hats and the marching on Washington and, like, all of these things? Like, there was a revolution of stuff that happened. It's the idea, I, idealization of protesting that a lot of people seem to, especially on the liberal side, seem to tap into. Not fully, like, obviously there are people who have been fighters their whole life. But there is a level of fame that can now come from it. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of people like to, you know, it's almost kind of like if it's helpful for them, then they're they're going to lean into it a little bit more. I, I say that because 
I, it does make me more nervous that like where are our voices going you know because totally. I'm, I'm in the booth I'm voting I you mean, know I'm donating money to charities but at the end of the day it's like you really like this is another thing I learned um, studying politics is that like it really is important to look at what's happening at your local scale yes Tennessee like that is an important area right. but it is very important because at a local level that is where you have the most control of how you live and how the people around you live right so you have to make sure that like like we're going to drag brunches we're supporting right. our local queens right but but that's like our local yes isn't gonna ban drag queens you hope. No, I know. Massachusetts isn't going to do that. But in other areas where people are local... Oh, you, totally. You I know, mean, like, we should be, but that's, like, I don't... Like, our fight necessarily isn't necessarily local. I think our fight is putting this out on social media oh, and well, trying to help, like... Yes. A little bit further away. For sure. But I'm also saying in the sense of, like... I mean, do I think Massachusetts is going to ban drag queens? No. But I do think there would might be a rise... And people who are spewing more hate. Oh, 100%. Towards drag queens and towards people in the community. Because now what's happened in Tennessee is allowing a little bit of room or space right. for them to now act out in right. a way. And that's, I think, I think one thing to remember that, you know, because I, I call people dumb in this podcast. And that was wrong. Like, <laughs> what... I've heard this a couple times this week from different people and for different sources and like for different reasons. Research. But I heard the phrase love wins so much this week and it's true. I, w I like want to make sure that people know that like okay. hating on your like... <laughs> I love to hate. Why are you going to tell me? <laughs> but I'm just saying like going to like Twitter and just spewing how much you, this makes you mad and how oh, yeah. bad this is. Not really doing that much. No. Going onto your like your like um your politicians' Instagrams and making bad comments. Yeah. All these type of things. That's not helping. What's going to happen? What's going to help? And what's always helped? And what's always allowed this community to thrive is love. Like in the end of the day, love is going to prevail. And I know that sounds like so like cringy <laughs> and like Disney. It is. Oh god. But like it's true. Love like, will we prevail. have to love our queens. We have to love our community. We have to just focus on the fact that we're not doing this for like any reason other than these are our these are our people these are our, like brothers and our sisters and like people that we have to lift up and help and it just the anger and getting mad and all that stuff isn't going to help but what is going to help mm. make videos of your favorite time seeing a drag queen yes just make a video about how much you love the art of drag what it's done to you yes that to me is going to spread a better message, help change people's minds more than them yelling. Because at this point in our current political climate, the more and more you yell at people, the more and more they're going into and trying to find things to back them up. Oh, for sure. But if you're if you're going at them with love, with love, I just feel like it's you can't. And I mean, it's also a privileged thing for me to say, like, oh, what? Like you're not being actually attacked, so you can just go in with it with love and all that stuff. Like, I. I'm not someone that like does have to necessarily fight. So I don't know. It's it's a hard thing to say and like what's good to do. Um, 
Well, I think there's always going to be, I mean, everything that we've said today, there will be somebody who does provide some critique at some level where we missed a gap or an error or said something incorrectly. I'm sure. Um, I mean, people correct me all the time. Um, But the intention behind it is truly to keep moving forward and keep the energy alive. I mean, you have a different perspective in the sense of like, I feel like you have more acceptance with who you are. I don't think I'm in that same vein yet. Um, And I don't think I fully understand the community well enough. I think I'm working on getting there and finding experiences where I do enjoy. Um, I mean, I've had bad experiences. I've had confusing experiences. Um, I, I think that there are different facets of the community that I want to understand more about, but never will. Um, don't but say never. No, I don't know if I'll ever understand a circuit gay. Well, <laughs> um, but I, I mean, there's just like I think it's hard because you're. It's like you're you're combining a world that has a lot of heteronormativity, and then mixing it with a heterosexual lifestyle that is hard to understand where you lie in between and what you enjoy. I mean, I've had conversations with people that were like on dating apps or things or gone on dates where someone said like, what type of gay are you? And it's hard sometimes because it's like, I don't know. Like, I don't know what you want to classify me as. Do you want to classify me as a twink? Do you want to classify me as a jog? Do you want to classify me? Do you want to classify me as like people femme? Like people want to know, are you femme? Are you mask? And I'm like, no, yeah. Everyone has to be in a box nowadays. No, and everyone has to be in a box. That is like what, like you create your boxes. You know what I mean? Like for sure. I have what I think all the boxes are. Yeah. So when then I'm asking you what type of gay you are, I'm asking you to put yourself in the boxes that I've created. Yes. And if you don't, you're wrong. You know what I mean? No, I, I do. It's and so hard. It's hard. And I, I play into it, of course. Like I think they're funny. Um, but and you know, I, I, you know, I, I play along a little bit, but, it's, I think it's just hard sometimes when you're trying to make friends or get to know people or you're trying to interact and you're trying to date and you're trying to do all these things and it's like you just want because this, the I'm trying to get it out because it's hard to have self-reliance or like to truly believe in yourself. I mean, that is the biggest thing is that like, if you really support yourself and you really believe and have a lot of confidence in yourself, you can really move past a lot of these things. I think the challenge- A lot of what things? Mental blocks around like dating and, you know- Sure, okay. Sexual experiences and making friends and like going to drag shows. Like you have to have a level of comfortability with yourself to say like, I don't mind doing these things because these are things I like. Um, to, and- me, to me, that's almost like why I feel like I like almost looked up to drag queens and it was such a crazy art form because I was like, these are the most confident of the confidence. I don't know how they do it. I don't either. Well, you know, and that was a thing too. Someone asked me, they said, would you ever dress up in drag? And I reluctantly said yes, because it's not something that I really want to do. And I probably would feel uncomfortable doing it. I would do it. If someone put, wanted to put me in drag, I'd be so down. You'd be so down. I'd still be a little nervous. Like, I know I probably would push myself to do it because I know how important it is. And I know it is something that 
is like another layer of that internalized homophobia that has to leap over a little bit. Um, but it does ring in your head that like you're you're becoming those you know the bullies things they've always said to you. You are you know you're a, you're a woman. You're this. Like I remember growing up and being, you know, fagalicious and people always saying to me like you're such a girl you're a girl like right. you're, you're a girl which is funny because then you go and drag and they want you to be a man so they can't pick out their lane um and so i think if i crossed over that threshold it's almost like they were right you know like and i think that gives me a lot of anxiety for me it's like they were right let me put this middle finger right up your hole okay would you really and do, do it yeah i would no, I know you would. I just think it, for me, it's, uh, I'm not there. Yeah, I'm, and that's fair. There. You don't have to be there. I wasn't there a while ago. Like, we're all on our separate journeys. But, Ooh. you know, what's important to you is, like, okay, while you're not necessarily there, working on it is something you're doing, and you're not, like, you're acknowledging it. That's yeah. important. Like, acknowledging it and, and working on it and just knowing that, like, okay, even if I have these thoughts or being scared, like, it is not necessarily my place to dictate what other people should can and cannot do. Oh, and I'm I'm, I'm totally for all the art form. I, it's it just is something I don't know. Like I'm never. I mean, I do get a little nervous sometimes because again, I do get a little afraid of what they'll do. But I think, um, well, that's wait, dangerous language. What do you mean afraid of what they'll do? I don't know. No, no, no. Because people are afraid that they're gonna like touch their kids no, and stuff. Not so touching. make make sure that you are being very clear with your words. Is that they'll like say something to me. Okay. I get nervous. They could say like. Look at that cute face, and I would literally be right, like... That you'll be like a little bit just like red-cheeked or something red like cheeks. that, but you're not nervous they're going to do anything. No, no. Like, have you ever felt uncomfortable... Like, have you ever felt like you were physically uncomfortable and shouldn't be in a space with there's drag queens around? No. And, no. And actually, when I went to a drag show, when we've been to one, um, at the very beginning, they made an announcement saying that this is a safe space, and this is a consensual space. 100%. And that... And that made me. That did make me feel better. And that if a drag queen wants to touch you or say anything, that they need to get your. You have to say yes. You can do this. Correct. And that one hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. And it's also in the environment as well. I mean, a drag brunch is different than you know a ten p.m. drag show, um, at a twenty-one plus nightclub. You know what I mean? Um, and so there's a time and a place. And I also think another layer is like I got to know somebody who did drag, who out of drag I got to know them. Right. Mm -hmm. As a person and liked them as a person and felt like I got to know them so that when they were in drag, I wasn't as I don't want to say fearful, um, but wasn't as stressed because it's like, oh, I know who they are as a person. And now I get to experience who they are as almost in a form of an actor. Right. Right. Like this is their persona that they're morphing into. This is their art. Right. Like in a way, a job. This is like, yeah, just a part of them. It is not some scary thing that is going to take over. No. It is a small part of a human being. like, Or not a small part. Some people, this is their whole lives. And that's what's even scarier. Mm. This is an important topic, and I want to urge anyone, like, go to your local shows. Support your local queens. Tip them. Give them some money. Give yes. them a couple of dollars. Just remember to have your dollar bills. Like, yes. Or fives. Or and tens. if you don't, give them a smile. Give someone a hug. Yes. If you, like, be there. Be there. Like, don't be scared. We're here. We're here. They're here. At, like, th- we can't be nervous. We have to fight for our community and we have to love our community. And even if it's not for you, even if this art, this art might not necessarily register for you the same way it registers for me or for Brett, but 
just know that there are people that this art form does register for and it helps them live it literally helps them live you might not understand that you might have something else that makes you live and not understand how this art form or how literally a man putting on a dress and makeup can save a life but it can it really can in the same way that football can save a life in the same way that um, singing can save a life in the same way that like creating pottery can save a life like or it's just it's important and it's important not to it, it it's freedom of speech we have the right in this country to do whatever art we want to do mm -hmm. well i have to say thank you for all the work that you've done to pull this together thank you for coming at this with like openness and being able to express your feelings oh thank you um and yeah, please, I'm serious. If you're if you're listening to this, send us or don't even send us. Screw that. Just post. <laughs> post your videos of how much you love Queens or your favorite time. I just I want to hear a favorite drag experience or when you discovered drag or when what it means to you. Anything. If one person does it, like come on, like let's do it and send it to me because I'll I'll promote it. I'll promote it on my personal Instagram. A hundred percent. You wanted to I'll tell you right now, this episode's getting promoted. Oh. I am not fucking around with it. Oh, oh. Oh, big big boy so we need a big boy i love you if you're listening to this and are feeling like you're not loved or feeling scared like i'm telling you right now i love you i appreciate you i see you i hate that we are back at this time where i have to say it gets better but i promise you i promise you even in those darkest times those darkest times are what makes us this is a very scary time but it is you will get through it things happen we are going to get you on another side of things we are not going to be living we might be living scared forever i don't really know but i, I hope <laughs> that with us love will win and i can't believe i'm ending that but that's how that's how i'm ending it in the great words of the poet oh life's what you make it so let's make it rock let's make it rock baby um all right well i guess now we have to move on to our transition to another segment, which is the hot and the ugly of the week. Well, I think you already know you're ugly. Um... Oh, for sure. I mean, fuck this. But also, <laughs> I will say my ugly. I got a limple. What? Not fun. A oh, limple. A lip pimple. Oh, yeah. Okay. Not cute. I had about two of them this week. Luckily, so they were sorry. earlier in the week. I'm hoping they're not going to show up on this video as well. Is it because you're using bad chapstick? Mm, I think it's because I'm making out with people. One person. Oh, really? Yeah, pretty intensely. And then, like, all the dry skin. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh. That's why I also, like, my nose right here is, like, so, like... Oh, my God. What? You don't get like that? Never. You don't have, like, beards, how, like, scratching you? How and... long do you make out? Oh, like, we'll be making out for, like, an hour. <clears throat> Just, like, rubbing our bodies and smelling each other and anyway uh, that's a lot of work another ugly though I will say I had two I overflowed the toilet at work oh that's not good no was it one or two you think I overflowed it with a piss oh yeah come on now no I don't know it was really rough all the towels luckily like Ooh. I was able to fix it and fully get it done without having to tell anyone Ooh. it was really bad Anyway, that, that, you know what? That's my ugly. I'm taking that. <laughs> that was the first that. time I ever did it. In life? In life. Oh, my God. All right, what about you? What's your, what's your ugly? Well, I don't know if I want to talk about my ugly. Maybe I want to be in a positive mood and talk about my hot. Well, we'll end with the positive. <laughs> Ugh, all right, fine. Come my, on, get ugly. Get ugly? Get ugly with it. I owed my taxes. I did my taxes and I owed oh, money. Oh, ugly. Yeah. Horrendous. What do I learn from that, okay? Disgusting. Um, 
Sorry I made money. God forbid. And uh, fuck this government. No, nope. add that to the list. Take away our queens and our money? Screw you. You know, I just don't understand how people get zero federal taxes, and then every year I'm like, oh, look, I made some money. And no, literally, Jeff Bezos owes you. No, he literally does. I should get a tax write-off for buying on Amazon. Oh, 100%. Amazon should be free. No, thank you. America, thank you. America has a problem. And, Beyonce said it first, and, and now I'm here saying it. <laughs> um, Are we going to talk about how badly I'm sweating? Oh, I don't think I have. It is not even funny. Oh. Holy fucking shit. I feel like yesterday when we were at Gimme Gimme Disco. Oh my god. Are you okay? You no. Were, you were heated. You were I was heated. Tip, tip, tip on hardwood floors. Ten, oh. ten, ten across the board. Okay, so give me your... We gotta wrap up for everybody. What is our hot... What is your hot of the week? What's hot and sexy? I know this is crazy, but like right now, I'm like... Yesterday, I think. I think this yesterday me, and today. Give me, give me. I'm so happy that like we've had a couple good days. <laughs> we haven't fought. When have we fought? Uh, what are you talking about? Every single time we've hung out in the past like couple of weeks, we've been like having a little tiff. Oh, now you use my word tiff. And not today we did it. No tiff. Um, but no, I mean... Well, you know what people told me about our last episode? What? They said they wish they could be as open as they are with their friends as we are. Yeah, I hope they should want to be that way. I mean, we are... You know what? A perfect example of our friendship. We have a gaping friendship. <laughs> Is that the perfect example? I think so. What? It's just so wide? It's just so wide. <laughs> you know all about open holes. And Ugh. I think it's such a... Just good sticker. Okay. I still don't really get it, but I'll go with it. Um, Just like Republicans should be with drag queens. Well, you don't get it, but you should go with it. Some of them could use some gaping holes. Oh, are you kidding me? Some of them use it. If I offered my hole to some Republicans, trust me, we'd have some minds changed. Well, that's another episode. Because literally, like, I just put them inside me, and, like, their just whole scoop. body could probably fit in there. Yep. And then what? What are they going to do? You know what's funny? What is are they going to do from inside my hole? Nothing. Nope. Nope. I guess my hot now. <laughs> um, my hot of the week is, I mean, I already said my three days off. That was nice. Um, cleaning. Um, That's so hot. No, I mean, it is. I this mean, is my hot, like, right now. <laughs> I guess I'm like, I don't know. I'm excited for pickleball. Um, I guess those are like my hots, I guess. I don't know. I don't have anything like tangible. I think it's Yeah, it was a slow week. It was a little bit of a slow week. I get it. Um, you don't have to have the hottest of the hottest of the weeks every week, you know? Oh, I wanna live I wanna live at the hottest. I yeah, I get it. I get it. Um all right. All right, everyone. That was our episode. Episode ten. I feel like we're getting better and better at this every time. I God, I hope so. I hope so too. Make but. sure you guys are following us everywhere, TikTok, Instagram. Top to bottom pod. Boom. Um, we're also on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure to rate us and review us. Please. And please. Just, just do it. I mean, I have been looking at it recently. And Literally, just Apple Podcasts, five stars. 4.4 rating. I mean... That is really an ouch. But hey, it's honest, and I'm glad people are being honest with us. No, I need people to lie a little bit. Me too. Because 4.4? Jeez. I'm into lying. Lie for us. One star. What am I saying? I know. I don't know if we're one star people. It's like I get like maybe a two or three. No, like I could the audio, do a three. But, oh, know. people hate the audio. <laughs> okay, if, but if that's what you're going to critique me on. <laughs> I could have saved that for like the minute that we're about to end this. Okay. Well. Well. Wrap us out. Alrighty, everyone. We love you. Support your queens. Rate us. And we will see you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.